0: What are we working on today, Sarah?
1: I'm drawing something.
0: <laughs> Thanks. What are we drawing?
1: I'm drawing the pink palace sign from Coraline. You know the one? Let me show you.
0: Ah, yes. Where the two old gymnasts live. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: The, no, they were operatic gymnasts.
0: Operatic gymnasts. That's right. And then there was the old guy. I can't remember his name. He
1: was in a circus situation. He was a he circus gymnast. He had rats.
0: Yes. He was...
1: And then the next door neighbor was a granny.
0: He was a Pied Piper. And then there was Wyborn.
1: That was her granny. Why born? Why were you born? Poor buddy.
0: He's just trying to help everybody, man. And he got...
1: He was so nice. He got
0: pooped on. Why are you working on a Coraline project right now, Sarah?
1: I'm not going to self-plug myself. It's embarrassing.
0: I, I'm not asking you to self-plug. I brought it up. Go ahead and tell us what you're working on.
1: I'm working on a Coraline drawing... Why? Because I like the movie.
0: Is it part of a collection or anything, or is it a (laughs) one-off? As we've already discussed, Sarah has apparently become the official designer of tattoos for those in the church.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's illegal.
0: Well, it'll be fine. Nobody's going to arrest you. Sarah has taken up drawing a collection of themed drawings, and right now she's working on sort of a Coraline set up uh which is kind of along the lines of a tim burton setup, sort of
1: i was gonna just throw it in there with tim burton but i think i'm just gonna make it its own thing yeah yeah
0: that'd be pretty cool
1: i feel like it would be cool i feel like i could draw the dolls you know
0: can you imagine if it took off and you're just like walking down the street someday and you see somebody who's got a whole sleeve of just your work
1: i would probably vomit why i don't know
0: because if they thought it was good enough to put on themselves
1: that would make me sick to my tummy.
0: That's a huge compliment. I
1: know. Every time I see y'all's <laughs> arms, I'm like... <laughs>
0: <clears throat> yeah, I, I thought the Care Bear on my arm was pretty cool.
1: I'm glad you like it. But every time I see it, it makes my palms sweaty.
0: <laughs> Why? I don't know. Are what they sweaty you, right now? A little bit. It <clears throat> showed you my arm.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what made you want to do that?
1: I do it anyway. And several people are like, people would buy those... And I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, they're not that good.
0: And you're doing what, just just tattoos? Or are you doing stickers too?
1: Whatever you want. I really hate that we're talking about me right now. Why? It's not my favorite.
0: Well, it's a subject I enjoy, so let's keep going. <sighs> so are you gonna be doing just stickers? Or are you doing T shirts? What what are we talking?
1: I'm talking brain dead merch. Oh. If you're interested.
0: Am I hearing tiered merch?
1: I have several Things in the works for Brain Dead. I don't mind speaking about Brain Dead because you're listening to it on purpose.
0: <laughs> they would have turned it off by now if they were tired of us plugging ourselves.
1: Are, we're definitely too far in for you to still be listening and not a fan.
0: Oh yeah, so, a full three minutes and fifty-one seconds.
1: I meant into this whole situation, <laughs> as in like, um, since November.
0: Ah, yeah. <laughs> Sitting five months in now.
1: Yeah. It's pretty so, cool. For five months in, and you're still here. That means you like it. So.
0: We love you, too. We value you and your opinion. If you have one or a request, braindeadpc21 at gmail.com. We both check it. (laughs) I don't mind plugging us because you're already listening. Continue.
1: So, tell us what you think about this idea. We really need you to or it won't happen and everyone will be sad and it'll be your fault.
0: really digging in there.
1: (laughs) So, for our you feel like, I don't even know how to say this. What are we saying?
0: Donation tiers and yes. what you can get with it? Okay. Ah,
1: gotcha. <laughs> so we've been mentioning that we have one monthly contributor and we wanted to do something nice for that specific person. So I was like, we need to do something like that we give to you if you donate to us. So then my mom was like, do it in tears." in according like, – a correlation to how much you donate. So what are the tiers? 99 cents?
0: 99 cents gets you a sticker.
1: 99 cents gets you our brain-dead sticker. So like our logo sticker, Four ninety-nine. Is that the next one?
0: I think it's the $5
1: mark. $5. You get a sticker sheet.
0: That's a full page of, of individual branded merch stickers.
1: And the sticker that you get if you donate $0.99. Cents, so it'll be a different sticker. Every other sticker will be different. And then you'll also get that extra sticker.
0: And depending on how we're feeling, you might get one that's a uh, like a label. Like one you can put on the back of your laptop to cover up the logo. So you have a branded laptop. Nice. That's what I'm going to do.
1: <laughs> the last one's like $10, right? Yes. So... If you donate $10, you get a special Brain Dead t-shirt that the only people that have it are the people who donate and me and Joe.
0: We can sign the inside of the sweater. That way you have that.
1: <laughs> no one wants my signature. <laughs> it's really bad.
0: Oh, redhead and crooked fingers.
1: I'm not crooked fingers. Actually.
0: <laughs> You're redhead.
1: Oh, redhead Red- and crooked fingers. All right. Gummy, thought- bear,
0: and, uh, gummy bear and the crook.
1: I thought, I thought you called me redhead crooked fingers.
0: No. No, I would, Sarah, I would be crooked fingers.
1: I got there eventually.
0: <laughs> hey, by the way, I'm Sarah. I'm Joe. Welcome to Brain Dead. So we're talking about tiered sponsorships. And how we're going to reward them. But what we're not talking about is the fact that our first donor is John Powell, the guy who runs Oliver's Travels, which is another podcast that we've plugged before. And so we typically record on Tuesdays. And today's so today Tuesday. is obviously Tuesday. <laughs> However, we're trying to keep a little ahead. So we're recording, say, we're we're recording this on Tuesday, April. I don't know what today's day is. The
1: it's
0: the 4th. the 5th. The 5th. Tuesday, April 5th. I've and written... this is going to go up next Friday. As in a I've week and written three days from the now.
1: date 4, 5, 35 times today.
0: Busy day at work.
1: That was not true, but it feels like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well. A
1: solid five times.
0: <laughs> on Friday, we're going to have a sit down with John Powell. He's coming into town, and we're going to talk to him and Mr. Oliver. Even if it's <gasps> just for a few minutes, he is bringing Oliver with oh. him. So we're going to go along on one of Oliver's journeys.
1: That is so cute. I did not know that.
0: So I'm pretty excited, and John's going to be staying here. He's got some personal business in town, but... Uh, He's coming by for that. And although he lives a couple hours away, we're pretty stoked to have him here. So get ready for that because we're going to be popping these episodes out. We
1: need to have a sticker made for him for when he comes.
0: That's my plan. And by the time he hears this episode, he will have already come and gone. And he's going to, they talked about me.
1: Yeah. But what we definitely need to do is start like a, if you're a guest, you get something special. You know?
0: Well, our first guest got a trophy.
1: I know, but do you want to make a trophy? I feel like Brandon and Gavin deserve something. They've been on here three or four times.
0: (laughs) What are their names? Bacon and Grits?
1: Bacon and... Butter and Grits. (laughs) No, I got so close to the microphone for no reason. Butter and Grits.
0: Butter and Grits. Okay, so I can can make them a trophy of some sort.
1: Can you make them a a pad of butter and a bowl of grits?
0: (laughs) 3D print it? Yeah. Or should I make it out of wood? Wooden Whatever butter. you feel like. Wooden butter, because even if you tried it, wouldn't spread. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, 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 I'm wounded.
1: <laughs> that was something. <laughs>
0: that was... <laughs> <laughs> so, as we always do, let's talk about what albums you've got down this week.
1: Okay, so I had to go find March, because I forgot that March was last week. So we have, I said Sam Smith last time.
0: Yeah. I remember that. Because I sang.
1: Yeah. So I, the only thing other than Sam Smith that I listened to last week was Dr. Dog. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't. I feel like you know who this is, but you don't know who they are.
0: Okay. Enlighten me.
1: Like their songs, I knew most of them. I had never heard their name ever. Play one for me. Let's go to the album. Here you
0: go. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Did you know their name was Dr. Dog?
0: Not a clue. What's that song actually called?
1: Where'd All the Time Go? Also this. Like,
0: I think I'd like to add them to my daily listens. I'll add them. So the feeling that that elicits in me
1: mm-hmm. is
0: the same one that I got from Owl City in 2009. You know what it feels like?
1: It feels like... Nostalgia. Yeah. That's it. It tastes like the year 2007.
0: Mm. <laughs> what year were those songs released? Years? Um...
1: Oh, that song's already in your playlist. Oh, is it? Yeah.
0: There's a song called Silhouette that reminds me of that. It's, um, and we'll become silhouettes when our bodies finally
1: go. 2010.
0: <laughs> that would be, that would be it.
1: Yeah. See, and then the song I'm thinking about is
0: called We Will Become Silhouettes by the Postal Service, which is around mm. the same time. Oh, yeah. Such a good song. Mm. Well. Honestly, it's about the destruction of the nuclear family by a nuclear bomb. But, you know, <laughs> quality is is great. <laughs> Subject a little depressing, but the quality of the art is fantastic.
1: <laughs> All right. Moving into April.
0: So we're clear. When I was in high school, my best friend was a little redhead named Sarah. I believe we've disclosed this before. And part of her job as, as my friend <laughs> was to compile decent music for me to listen to because i've never understood how people a lie. just lie i am dead serious <laughs> and we can call her right now live on the <laughs> podcast she's the one that introduced me to owl city and are Al- you
1: serious oh yeah I've how ne- do you do that how do you do that
0: i have certain type of people that I. how really do you enjoy. find them i don't know
1: how do you find them how do Where do, I- do they come from where did they go what the sarah's yeah
0: <laughs> I don't know
1: That's creepy Right
0: now you're here I've shown you pictures of her She's a tiny little redhead I
1: believe you <laughs> but And you're her, not lying Her
0: job was to compile music Well part of it Because she, she went to like The clubs in Atlanta To, to go watch concerts and stuff And I, I so seldom went with her I actually went on a vacation With her one time I believe it was our senior year To Florida Spent time with her family And we went down there And her cousins were like We're making a CD for Joe Yeah, the year was 2010, 2009 or 2010, and we were still listening to CDs. Now, iPods were fully in swing at this point, and some people did have smartphones, but for the most part, we were still jamming the CDs, and we were burning those jokers off LimeWire. I need... I Uh, didn't, of course, because I never did anything (laughs) illegal. But I did receive um, some discs to borrow... (laughs) <laughs> that I definitely gave back <laughs> that had music downloaded from LimeWire. So I'm sure someone's computer got a, a virus. <laughs> but I was in Florida with her cousins making me CDs of just awesome music that we listened to for months, man, probably a few years. I have no idea whatever happened. Like I, I occasionally remember the music that was compiled for me.
1: I have CDs in my car right now.
0: Does your car have a CD player? Yes. That makes sense. My truck does not have a CD player. Why do I have CDs in my car?
1: That's Are a they the ones that my dad gave you by accident when you got his car? I gave those back. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 no one ever asked. No, no one ever wonders why I am this way after they meet my family one time. No one has questions after that.
0: It's a cool family.
1: My father has CDs in his car. That from 1987.
0: So, he has good taste in music. Now, granted he only said he said there's only 6 movies that have ever been made worth watching. So, maybe you could update his views <laughs> a hair. <laughs> Cuz if he hasn't seen Secondhand Lion, that means there's at least 7. First of all. Yes.
1: He watches the John Adams movie situation. It's like TV show version of movie. So, it's like 10 discs and he bought them. In a fancy case. What
0: is John Adams?
1: John Adams, the person. I don't know who that is. It's a like Hamilton era person. You know Hamilton when he's like, oh, John Adams doesn't have a real job anyway. Yes. Yeah, John Adams, real gotcha. person. I'm thinking
0: something more recent, like no, the 80s. Okay, no. gotcha.
1: I'm talking 1880s. <laughs> 1880s.
0: I don't even know. If that's 1780s. True. I just probably. think it's funny. You're, realistically, you're probably talking 1780s.
1: Yes. So he watches that. He likes that a lot. Um, you're not um, actually old yet because once you become actually old, you'll have a really uncontrollable love and desire to learn everything there is to know about American history. <laughs>
0: I've, I've heard that, that I'm either going to get super into cars or super into government or super into American history. Of course, the government and American history tend to go hand in hand. But right now, I'm pretty content to just stay at my house and not trust the government.
1: <laughs> that's, not what it, that's not what I mean. When he used to work for like senior centers and he would like set up their food stuffs. I don't know what he did. Something fancy. <laughs> These old people... Would pay their little monies to the people at the checkout with like Civil War coins.
0: Yeah. I've heard this story before. Because I think they're he told dirt
1: me. old. <laughs> and he would be like, well, I'll just do a little swapperoo here and you give me that and I'll give you real coins. Yeah. And he just had a bunch of them.
0: That's so cool. I told you I've got a book full of foreign money, right?
1: Yes. Isn't it right there? Uh,
0: yeah. I mm. just laid eyes on it. I was watching. Oh my
1: goodness. I'm so sorry.
0: We'll get back to the music. But what you just said made me think of something funny. No, you, it
1: was something that we were talking about that changed – like, nah go first.
0: Okay, you said something about your dad. You didn't know r- really what he did. So, I know what he did, but right, I don't feel – like, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So I was watching an outtake from an episode of Family Feud.
1: Or mm-hmm. no, it was the Steve Harvey show. My father loves – Steve Harvey. He's
0: so funny. So wait, 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 wait. So there's an episode of It's Just the Steve Harvey Show and a woman stands up and she said, Steve, I've been married to my husband for 20 years and I don't know what he does. And he said, what do you mean you don't know what he does? She said, I don't know what he does does when he goes to work. He said, excuse me, you've been married how long? She said, 20 years. He said, and you don't know what his job is. She said, no, Steve. (laughs) Steve said, do you have a nice house? She goes, well, yeah you drive a nice car? Well, yeah. Do you have a comfy bed to sleep in? Well, yeah. You got nice clothes? Well, yeah. He's a drug dealer. (laughs) She said, see, he said, no, no, no. Everybody? He's a drug dealer. (laughs) It just just demolished this man's credibility on national television because his wife doesn't pay attention.
1: (laughs) My dad loves Steve Harvey, so I know you've heard him. Oh, yeah. If you say the words... Cupine to my father, he will lose his mind.
0: (laughs) I watched an outday with RuPaul
1: today
0: from Family Feud. It was RuPaul, and he brought some of his drag queens with him. (laughs) (laughs) And Steve said, what is a way that a woman flirts with a man that... (laughs) And RuPaul smacked up and... He's like, I didn't finish the question yet. He said... Ooh, I hit that button so fast. (laughs) Steve Harvey said, Well, you got to give an answer now. He said, Well, I thought you was going to (laughs) say a way that a woman flirts with a man that won't make that man think she's a uh, mm -hmm, a floozy. (laughs) And Steve said, That's not how you play the game. (laughs) And RuPaul said, Well, I got to give an answer now. I'm going to say, Batting her eyelashes. And it was the number one answer. (laughs) What? (laughs) And Steve started screaming. He said, that's not how you play the game. (laughs) Steve Harvey is one of the most entertaining people I've ever laid eyes on. He's
1: also an extremely motivational speaker. It's extremely motivational.
0: He is. And he's a little. That's not up for
1: debate. No, no, no.
0: He's a little (laughs) bit salty about it, too. He's like. So he had a teacher who told him when he was a kid that he was never going to amount to anything because he said he wanted to be on TV. And now he Mm -hmm. sends her a TV every year for Christmas so that she can watch how wrong she
1: was. That is so funny. He also
0: had an extreme stutter when he was a young man.
1: He's literally so famous.
0: His mustache somehow is just as famous as he is. Listen. I am.
1: (laughs) So today my boss was like, have you seen the new Batman movie? And I was like, yeah, it was really good. I'd see it again he was like, yeah, my son said it was the best movie he's ever seen. And I said, did he? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. Mm. He was like, yeah. He must not have seen very many movies, I guess. There we go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I watched that movie with you. We were There were several of us that went to the theater. It was you um, and
1: your wife and me and my friend.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. And you kept elbowing people going, you see that? See that? You see that? You see him? (laughs) Okay. See that man? (laughs) Let me just,
1: let's just give some background information.
0: Robert Pattinson. Me
1: and Blakely have been best friends for quite a while.
0: Quite a while.
1: Quite a while to the point where Twilight was um, fairly fresh on America's noggin. When did Twilight come out? No clue. I'm going to look it up. So naturally we were like we must see this movie together (laughs) for old time's sake so we did i cannot be held accountable (laughs) for nostalgia thank you That's so funny (laughs) but he was like my boss was like he must not have seen very many movies i guess and i was like i guess not and i was like i'd see it again but i wouldn't buy it and he was like do people buy movies anymore? And I was like, "You just made me feel really old," and I haven't even like I'm, I'm not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he was—he's like, so much older than you.
1: Yeah, he's like, in between my mom and dad, age-wise. And I was like, "You just made me feel ancient. You just made me feel so old." And I'm not even old. And he was like, "You're definitely not old. I'm so sorry."
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you know, New Moon came out while I was working in a movie theater in Lagrange. And uh, I remember the crowd that followed that movie around, and it was... Uh, yeah, intense. It was a lot.
1: I was like nine.
0: It was a lot. The teenagers, the girls my age at the time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was a lot. So many people based their personalities off of what team they rooted for, which was absurd to me.
1: Yeah. I didn't do that, but I do remember distinctly... <laughs> you were
0: also nine. What year was it? 2008. Hmm.
1: I was six. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. 2000. 2009.
1: Oh, so I was seven. <laughs> that really I was did 17. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Just your-
0: it was my first job. 10 years old. I worked at the theater in LaGrange. My roommate was the general manager. My other roommate was the assistant manager. And so I got called in on all the crazy stuff. Joe, we, we need some backup. I know you're not doing anything right now.
1: <laughs> That's so <laughs> like, rude. Man, why you called me out on my That's life like that? That's so rude. I would cry every time. The
0: manager was a dude named Ben, and he was super nice. He let me move in because he knew I was going to have to move because my dad moved to another state and I wanted to finish school in Georgia. So I, I moved when I was 17, got my own place. Well, roommates. But that man knew my schedule like the back of his hand. And he would just
1: work and home life. Yeah.
0: And he would just give me advice on my life without me asking. <laughs> I didn't care for that because from time to time it would result in me going, You can just shut your mouth. I don't want to hear it. I didn't ask for it. My feelings are hurt. <laughs> I have four and you hurt three of them. Back off. <laughs> <laughs> I have four. Oh, I'm sorry. Continue.
1: What was I saying? <laughs>
0: You and your friend were incredibly into the Twilight movies. And so you had to see this. But, like, not in real
1: time. We were, like, 14. Right. So it was several years later. Like. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you went to go see Robert Pattinson, play Batman, for just old times' sake. No other reason.
1: Batman is my favorite superhero. Not a superhero. Mm, Debatable.
0: No, 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 no. He's not super. He is definitely a hero. He's super cool. He is super awesome. (laughs) Not a superhero. He's basically a man who beat his body to the point that he had no cartilage left and had to use technology to keep moving. Listen. I'm listening.
1: Batman (laughs) is my dad's favorite. I watched the old movie, you know, the original, like with the penguin and the Joker. Yeah. And he was wearing green. And it, his name wasn't the Joker; it was the Riddler.
0: Uh, Joker and the Riddler are two completely different creatures.
1: I know, but not, you know.
0: Yeah, they were they were totally different back then too.
1: But it wasn't the Joker; it was the Riddler. It was that right. one, right? And then it was Catwoman, and it was old. I think, and I know what Robin you're was about. in it. Yeah, and it was live action. Yes, but it was super grainy.
0: I know what you're talking. about. And I about. had the
1: DVD, <laughs> and it's my dad's favorite, so it, I grew up watching it.
0: I think it was in 97. Is this the one that had, um, was it the one with Mr. Freeze?
1: I don't know what that means.
0: Mr. Freeze, Arnold Schwarzenegger? He was a blue guy in a a mech suit.
1: It was old, old. (laughs)
0: Like we talk in 97 old?
1: What's older than that?
0: Most of time.
1: Okay, so not 97 because my dad watched it.
0: That doesn't mean anything.
1: My dad was married in 1997. He
0: was alive before you were. He could have watched he it. He was married in 1997, okay. working full time. He mean, wasn't
1: watching the Batman.
0: That doesn't mean he could. Okay, anyways. It was
1: like, he watched it as a kid. I thought you were like you had like a list of all the Batman movies that oh, you were going to. no. I was tell me on. what the older Batman was. But you just got an attitude instead. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Most of time. <laughs> <laughs> did it have George Clooney in it? I don't know. What's he look like?
0: Oh no! <laughs> you don't know what George Clooney looks like. I do, but I need to see. Was this Batman?
1: I don't know. He had on a mask the whole time. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's a, no, Sarah. I'm just, yeah. gonna, I'm just gonna ask my dad. No, it's
0: okay. Okay, no. so you, so Batman's your favorite hero. <laughs> it's your dad's favorite hero. So you went to go see Batman. I just got
1: a text from Brianna that Gavin's mom wants me to come to a party she's throwing for Brianna and Gavin.
0: <laughs> What's she throwing a party for him for?
1: A stuck your pantry party.
0: Ah, that's very nice. But
1: I got a specific invitation from Gavin's mom. <laughs>
0: That's funny. She looks exactly like her father.
1: Yes, she does. With
0: hair. It's kind of like my daughter looks like me with hair.
1: Mm-hmm. Your son looked like the Gerber baby when he was little.
0: He did. Well, they both did.
1: No. Colin looked exactly like the Gerber baby, and I'll die on that hill. Lindley was pretty. Both your kids are pretty. <laughs> Colin looked like the Gerber baby until he was one years old. One year. One year's. One year. I made the mistake and I decided to live with it. You should go along with it. <laughs> That's the hill we're dying on. Okay.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the graveside service. So you went to go see Batman for no reason other than he's your favorite hero. It had nothing to do with Robert Pattinson and his time in <laughs> Harry Potter, as well as. Um, all of the vampire movies where he sparkled and you thinking he's pretty.
1: I didn't say that. I've never said that. Oh, okay. You're putting words in my mouth.
0: I am, and I'm, I'm opening them up for dispute.
1: If I you'd don't like appreciate to, them.
0: Do you dispute what I say?
1: So, April, <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to make me a liar, okay? <laughs> I'm just going to shut my mouth.
0: So, April.
1: I'm not blind, okay? I'm just a human. You can only ask so much for
0: So, did you figure out what year that movie was released? It's either
1: 1966 or 1989. I texted my dad. We might find out before I leave.
0: But we probably won't.
1: I have faith <laughs> that he's gonna answer the text message. So, anyway, back to April.
0: <clears throat> oh wow, we're 30 minutes in. I haven't finished the music. Go ahead.
1: I listen. We're three days into April, aren't we? Uh,
0: right five now. Five days. Five days. Yeah.
1: I haven't added. These songs to my list. So I listened to the first aid kit. They're really good. I'll add them to your list. Okay, go ahead. Do you want to hear it? No. Why'd you say it like that? I just
0: want you to go ahead and do it. Okay. If you say it's good, I will trust you. Okay. Your compilations have yet to fail me.
1: Except for
0: one or two songs.
1: Sometimes I add stuff in just because I can. I'm going to be real with you.
0: What's the purpose behind that?
1: It entertains me. So I'm like. Joe might think this is entertaining.
0: <laughs> so far, I can, I can only, I, I can't tell you what they were because I don't know the names, but there's been a couple of songs, maybe two or three, where I just went and just went to the next song. <laughs> Out of, what is it, 100 um, 107,
1: 106,000? Let's see.
0: <laughs> so while you look that up.
1: 138.
0: 138. Go ahead. Harry Styles. Harry Styles.
1: Okay. Not One Direction. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Harry Styles. Okay. It's good.
0: I believe you.
1: You're fixing to, you're fixing to hear it okay. on your playlist. I'm waiting for it. It's... I never had a One Direction situation. Yeah. Because I was watching Doctor Who in middle school. That's solid. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Supernatural. And Sherlock. I was one of those. Me too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So I didn't have the One Direction thing.
0: Because they went one direction, I went in another.
1: Yeah. But I do specifically remember the day that somebody left One Direction, because I was in junior high school, and it was a big deal.
0: If you were in junior high, it means I'd already graduated.
1: Yes. <laughs> I knew you at that time.
0: That is true. Mm-hmm. I remember you being a little.
1: Mm-hmm. I was like... 12.
0: So you've been jamming to Harry Styles.
1: Yeah. But not how it sounds. Like not in the way that someone who says they like Harry Styles normally means it. If the, I'm,
0: I'm just going to go with he's a decent artist and you're enjoying his music. Okay. So what was past him? I
1: just need to preface.
0: It's not a One Direction thing. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. No worries.
1: Lana Del Rey.
0: Okay. Solid answer.
1: I know. I know. Ooh. Arctic Monkeys. That was today.
0: I know that name, but I can't recall any music by them.
1: I'll help you. W. You- <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> you know I'm trying, rock. <laughs> You ever got whiplash falling off the back Of a horse climbing downhill That's what it feels like to drive A Ford truck
1: (laughs) This is the second time you've made that joke (laughs) (laughs) Which sucks cause I drive a Ford truck (laughs) I'll go to a new one so you can act like a grown up Okay I like
0: the odd timing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's different, but I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. I like it a lot. It's
0: kind of hard to bob your head to unless you want to get whiplash.
1: It's more of like a, it's more of a, on the odd beat that yeah. you would be doing that. And so you don't look like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like white people clapping.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm a white. You people. can tell it hurts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is that all you got as far as your list?
1: Well, I'm sure I listened to some other things considering it's the fifth, but I just don't remember.
0: But you just told me this one was today.
1: Yeah, I know. I feel like something happened.
0: It's okay. So, on to the subject of the day. Woo! So several weeks ago, we talked about a psychology experiment. Yes,
1: my dad answered my text message. Oh
0: yeah, okay. What year was the Batman?
1: Nineteen sixty-six. It was the movie that was like the same actors as the TV show.
0: So it was Adam West.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, and I quote, "The Batman TV series movie, the only Batman movie."
0: That sounds about right for him. <laughs> It's like saying there's no other brand of pickles other than, uh, was it Vlasic?
1: That's a strange position to hold considering they all taste the same, unless they have a flavor.
0: I, I mean, <laughs> I agree. A pickle is a pickle. So, several weeks ago, we talked about the Stanford Prison Experiment. We talked about how, uh, well, relatively, we'll call them adults. We're talking college students. React We're not this-
1: adults, I promise.
0: Yeah, but most of you feel like it.
1: They're lying. I don't know.
0: Anyways, how young adults will apply pressure to one another when they get power. So there's been other experiments done. This one's called the Robber's Cave Experiment. It took place in 1954 where they took – I'm going to go ahead and give some of the key factoids. The Robber's Cave Field Experiment involved 22 white 11-year-old boys, and they were sent to a special remote summer camp in Oklahoma in Robbers Cave State Park. That's where it got its name. Now, they were all given personality tests before it started, so they all kind of, the scientists, the, the observers, knew what kind of individuals these kids were and, and how they assigned them to a group. So what they did is they took a group of 11 similarly-minded young white boys and sent them to a camp. And when they sent them there, they sent them with the understanding that they were the only group so right out the gate they started forming their bonds right so the group started forming their social hierarchies and they started figuring out you know what role everyone was going to hold and eventually they bonded and became one cohesive group because that's what you do when you have similar goals I have a which story. was make it through summer camp what's the story
1: so i went to get an ear piercing with my friend and we went to downtown atlanta And there was this little corner market. It was a Friday afternoon, like 4 o'clock, 3.30, actually, specifically. And we were walking down the street past this corner market to go to the piercing shop. And there was about 45 middle school-aged children, just in one adult. I don't even think it was a real adult. She looked like 20. And they were all in this corner store. As though it was Lord of the Flies. And we were like, what is, we just wanted our King of Pops, Popsicles. (laughs) We saw them stocking it in the store. So we went in to buy one and it was full of children. And there was tiny shopping carts as though it was a, like a children's store specifically. And there was this long line of children. And we were like, do we have to wait in this long line of children? And is it worth it? (laughs) And there was two adults in the whole store, two, one guy and then one girl. And there was two registers. And we were like, excuse me, ma'am, do we have to wait in this line of children? And she was like, no, this is the adult line. And that is the kid (laughs) line. And we were like, what may I ask you is happening here today? And she was like, this happens every Friday. Their parents give them money before school, and their school bus gets off right there, and then they all hang out at the store.
0: At least they're spending money.
1: What a core memory, firstly, to be 10 hanging out with five bucks bucks with 45 of your closest friends down the street from y'all's apartment. Like the nice one, like the high-rise apartment. Yeah. Because it's downtown Atlanta. Just thought it, it... Went along with what you're fixing to say. I don't know because I don't know what we're talking about except for what you've just said.
0: So this story has been made akin to Lord of the Flies. It's, it's been compared. Basically, in 1954, a guy named Muzaffar Sharif and others carried out the Robber's Cave Experiment, uh, or it's called the Intergroup Conflict and Cooperation, as part of a research program. <laughs> it was all done at the University of Oklahoma. And the hypotheses tested were, one, when individuals who don't know each other are brought together to interact in group activities in order to achieve common goals, they'll produce a group structure with hierarchical statuses and roles within it. And two, when two in groups... Once formed, are brought into functional relationships under conditions of competition and group frustration, attitudes, and appropriate hostile actions in relation to the out-group and its members will arise. These will be standardized and shared in varying degrees by group members. Effectively, what that one means is if you put two teams where they don't know necessarily that they're competing, but they have the same goal, but only one can get it, they're going to end up competitive and hateful. Which... Happens. So it involved two groups of 12 year old boys at Roberts Cave State Park in Oklahoma. And the 22 boys in the study were unknown to each other, but they were all from white middle class backgrounds. They all shared a Protestant two parent background, semi religious at the very minimum. White folks, similar backgrounds. Uh, The boys were randomly divided by the researchers into two groups, with efforts being made to balance the physical, mental, and social talents of the group. So neither group was made to feel any less than the other when they were Science eventually... Science is so sketchy. It is. <laughs> but they were made to feel balanced so that when they did meet the other groups, there was no obvious way that they could separate each other out and go there less than us. And when they dropped the groups in, each group thought they were alone. They were then as individual groups... They would have
1: also had to like make sure they were the same height and weight.
0: There was some pretty serious scrubbing done beforehand to make sure that everybody was pretty much on par with each other.
1: Yeah, I know they would I can I'm telling you without even knowing that there's no way that they would be able to do this properly without having everyone be the same height and weight because you're getting bullied for being tall and you're getting bullied for being fat immediately
0: <laughs> and for being short.
1: And for being short and for being too skinny. Yeah. There's no one not getting bullied unless they look exactly alike. At
0: that age group, unless you're all clones, you're getting bullied. Exactly. And even then, one of the clones is going to have a squarer jaw than everybody else. (laughs) doesn't matter. So then, as individual groups, they were picked up on successive days in the summer of 1954 and transported to a 200-acre Boy Scouts of America camp in the state park, uh, with the researchers doubling as the counselors.
1: Mm. So we got to
0: put some ground in here. On-hand research. Right.
1: That's intelligent.
0: So one thing that's not accounted for in the results is how much they may have influenced the behaviors. That's true.
1: Because they had a hand in it.
0: Right. And it was for them. Yeah.
1: They shouldn't have done that. When
0: it becomes relevant, I'll bring up what they did. So the members of each group got to know one another. Their social norms developed and leadership and group structures emerged as they would. At the camp, they were kept separate from each other, but they were encouraged to bond with the individuals of their own group. With common goals, it required cooperative discussions, planning, and execution. During the first phase, so like the first week, the groups did not know the others' existence. I feel that's important. So they developed an attachment to the groups that they were with. Right? Yeah. And they chose names for the groups. One group called themselves the Eagles, and the second group called themselves the Rattlers. And they stenciled them onto shirts and flags, as though they were setting up their own... What act- a
1: cutie pie right? activity. <laughs>
0: they were setting up their own camp. Our week is called the Eagles Week. Whatever. Phase two is where they introduce group conflict from days four and five. So now they have these two groups that have spent several days getting to know each other. And now they introduce them to each other. So now they set them up for games and challenges and and effectively... So now they're
1: all besties with each other and now they're fighting.
0: Well, you have two groups that are besties within themselves who have just been introduced into another... So there
1: are two packs... Yeah, two m- packs. boys.
0: Of wild animals. We said and the they've same thing.
1: They met and formed lifelong bonds because they're prepubescent boys.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And now they're pitting them against each other on purpose?
0: All they did was introduce them and give them con- contests, competitions to do. So, yeah. I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think happened?
1: Have you ever met a, yeah, a middle school boy?
0: I, I was a middle school boy.
1: They immediately hated each other. And did everything they could to be better than the others.
0: How do you think they felt about the opposite group? Anger, hostility, yeah, disgust, disgust.
1: vomitous actions. (laughs) They probably talked about them, the other all the time.
0: So now there was introduced friction, right? Where the researchers
1: they could have handled it themselves.
0: (laughs) Well, over the next introduce
1: one fourteen-year-old girl.
0: Mm. (laughs) Over the next four to six days. (laughs) group friction was introduced where what they did is they were bringing the two groups into competition in conditions that would create frustration between them. Uh, They had competitions like they had baseball and tug of war, games like that, where it was an actual you win, you lose. And what they did is at the end of each game, a trophy was awarded on the basis of the accumulated team score. Oh,
1: that means so much.
0: Oh man, it does. Because that that group, there is some research done where I can't remember the gentleman's name, but what he did is he became the most famous HR guy in business history. I know that sounds like a pretty niche uh, market to be in, but what he did was not go in and talk at people. His most famous thing he did was he went in and he was hired to be, he was production in HR at this facility. So he goes in and they're trying to figure out how to get each shift to produce more product. So what he did is at the end of, The first shift, he went in and he said, I think it was cars. He said, how many cars did your shift produce today? And it was six. So instead of talking to second shift and saying, they made six cars, you should make more. He took chalk and wrote a giant number six on the floor and circled it. So then night shift came in, saw the six, asked what it was. They got an answer just flat. Oh, that's how many cars shift one made. Groovy. Shift one comes in the next day and the six has been crossed out and a seven written beside it. And then they beat the seven and made it nine, and they continued to do this. And he employed these kind of strategies for the entirety of his career, making company after company more successful. Yeah. That's what it made me think of.
1: Yeah, that's (laughs) – humans are confusing and simple all at once.
0: So they gave these kids prizes, right? So there were individual prizes for the winning group, such as a medal and multi-bladed pocket knives. Um, But there were no consolation prizes given to losers, as there shouldn't be. So who's
1: giving what
0: the researchers, the winning team, they not only gave a trophy to the team, but they gave individual things within the the winning team so that everyone in the winning team got something.
1: No, no, no. I I get participation trophy like for like rec ball. Like I understand Mm -hmm. you paid to be there. You bought your own trophy. That's not my business. I don't care. But who else is doing that other than rec ball?
0: Uh, it's 2022. Everybody. Now, in 54, know, it wasn't not, so common. I
1: know. That's what I'm talking about.
0: <clears throat> but they, I mean, there was no good job. Or, there was nothing. Nothing. No positives given to the team that lost. None. No, no good game. No good game. No, no you good tried game. Your best. Hand
1: slaps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you say ham slaps?
1: Hand slaps. Oh. <laughs> Have you ever played yeah, like. I know what you're talking you about. Know what
0: I'm talking about. As you walk by, pow, 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 pow. pow. Yeah, yeah, but gotcha. when
1: you really didn't like the team, you were smacking hard, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So the Your rattlers, hand was all red
1: and tingly but you felt good about it when you left mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Team 2 also called the Rattlers uh, their reaction to the announcement of a series of contests was absolute confidence in their victory and they spent the day talking about the, the contest and making improvements on the ball field which they took over as their own to such an extent that they spoke of putting a keep-off sign there so that the Eagles had to stay off of it. That's
1: adorable. Because
0: these boys were competing for territory. Keep that in mind. And they ended up putting their rattler flag on the pitcher's mound. At this time, several of the rattlers made threatening remarks about what they'd do if anybody from the Eagles bothered their flag. These are 12-year-old white boys. I
1: want you to know (laughs) that out of the 12-year-old white boys that I know, this would be a very adorable thing to witness. Keeping in mind that I know two that I care like any about they're the cutest people i've ever met in my life and they would apologize for you hurting them because they don't care man do you know the two yep mine and then the brown-headed one they're so cute they just mind their business and live their life everyone should be like them
0: so the situations were also devised where one group gained at the expense of the other. For example, one group was delayed getting to a picnic, and when they arrived, the other group had eaten their food already. Hilarious. (laughs) And at first, the prejudice between the two groups was only expressed verbally, like they were taunting or or name-calling.
1: This just sounds like middle school.
0: But as the competitions got on, the expressions took a more direct route. The Eagles actually burned the rattler's flag, and each of the teams, actually, they ended up both burning the other team's flag and raiding their camps.
1: This just sounds like middle school.
0: It sounds like Lord of the Flies at this point. It because sounds like middle Because notice school. how everything I'm saying is basically the researchers were rewarding and punishing and then stepping away. Yeah. So there is something to be said about their lack of involvement with these young kids and what that may have done to kind of guide the direction of how camp went.
1: I know, but middle school has lots of adults involved.
0: That's true. And but... it
1: still felt like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there
1: was no real violence because no one wanted to get in trouble by their mom. But Yeah,
0: I can, I can understand that.
1: The vengeance in the soul was there. <laughs> they meant it. They just couldn't act on it.
0: After the eagles burned the rattlers' flag, the rattlers ransacked the eagles' cabin, this is literally the next day, overturned their beds, and stole their property. The groups became so aggressive with each other that the researchers had to physically separate these 12-year-old boys. During the next two days, where they called it the cooling off period, the boys listed features of the two groups and they tended to obviously characterize their own group in favorable words. They said only positives, whereas the other one was entirely unfavorable. What they were Duh. looking for was seeing if the groups would work out their own conflicts amongst themselves without no. the. Well, yeah, but this, <laughs> that's why they did this, was to see.
1: They should have already
0: known. It's 1954. Enough of history has happened for them to know. People don't just solve problems. So
1: yeah,
0: what they did.
1: If grown adults can't do it, middle school boys can't do it. Come on now.
0: <laughs> so
1: phase Sometimes three, science feels fake to me.
0: Because it's supposed to be based on observation and oftentimes it's not. Okay, but. It's just Observe theories. better. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so we've
0: talked about this, how there are different types of people in the world. Yeah. I am an observer. That's mm-hmm. what I do. You are a mirror. You're Mm -hmm. able to show people how they're feeling. I'm not that way. Empathy is not my greatest skill. I've said it many times. I I wish genuinely that I was better at it, but I'm not.
1: I'd donate you some because I'm kind (laughs) of crying when I watch a commercial.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Having kids just makes that worse.
1: I guess I can't do it. Well.
0: I was laying in bed last night. And I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw a picture of my now eight-year-old daughter as an infant. <laughs> and she was just laying on my chest. And we I just remember we couldn't find her blanket one day. And we put her in my shirt. And my shirt smelled like me. And she went to sleep immediately. And then we just started doing that. And she would go to sleep so fast. And now I remember it. And so I laid in my bed and just kind of whimpered a little bit. <laughs> a 30-year-old I'm man. I'm not
1: laughing at you. It's just like, I would never expect you to say that to me. But... Why? There are several people I would expect to say that to me. Number one on the list, Brianna, and she has. Did she tell you that?
0: That she cried looking at pictures of my kids? Yes. Yeah, she told me. <laughs> because she's been there their whole life, just I've like you have. I've been there
1: the same amount of time.
0: Yeah, but you're more like me. We're less And I love them creatures. dearly.
1: I, have, I am very emotional, but I don't understand that.
0: I have pockets of emotion where it's just, it overwhelms me.
1: I just don't get that.
0: It's okay. One day you'll have kids. I know, but. She generally.
1: I love them dearly.
0: Brianna is in general more emotional than you are, though.
1: She's so cute.
0: (laughs) It's very sweet. (laughs) When she says, I don't know why you guys still hang out with me. Because we love you. You're so cute. Is what it is. Phase three. Days six and seven is called conflict resolution. So they tried a bunch of different means to reduce the animosity between the groups like
1: That's never going to die unless they punch each other.
0: <laughs> so am I wrong? Hold on, there's actually a way to do it without without conflict. You sure? Yes. Okay. So they tried things like having them play games where both could win or watching movies or going, you know, they tried, they tried group activities where they all competed, where everyone was going to get a positive, but it still ended up with the groups. somehow finding a way to compete with each other. So like one group would yell during the movie to ruin it for the other. And then when it would finally get quiet, the other group would yell And, and all these bonding experiments, they did not work, but what they ended up doing.
1: Unless there was a new common enemy. There's no way. That's it. Yeah.
0: So, what they did is that they concluded that the activities they were doing were not going to lessen the tensions. So, now they introduced a number of scenarios where the kids would have to work together to attain the same goal. It's called a superordinate goal. Uh, it, it means that the goal couldn't be easily ignored by the members of the two teams because it benefits they could only them both and it. each other. Right. Well, it, It means that they couldn't ignore it on behalf of the other team because both teams were necessary to get to the goal. Mm -hmm. So the first was called the drinking water problem. Um, Their water supply stopped flowing. The researchers just turned it off. And all the drinking water in the camp came from a reservoir on the mountain uh, just north of the camp. And it had failed. and the camp staff blamed this on vandals. So upon investigation of the water lines by the Eagles and Rattlers as separate groups, they discovered that an outlet faucet had a sack stuffed into it. So almost all the boys gathered around the faucet trying to clear it, and suggestions from members of both groups concerning effective ways to unblock the obstruction were thrown in from all sides all at once, which led to them cooperating to clear the obstacle. The work on the faucet lasted over 45 minutes, and this actually made the boys less um, angry towards each other. When the water finally came back on, they all rejoiced, which was cool. The rattlers did not object to having the eagles get ahead of them when they all got a drink, and the eagles did not have canteens with them. And, and we're thirstier. Um, nobody protested or ladies first, anything like that was said. So they weren't making fun of each other as they were trying to get to this common goal If we
1: Saying ladies first completely <laughs> is the funniest thing you can do.
0: <laughs> so I do that to my male friends constantly. Yeah. I do that to my boss
1: If we get to work at the same
0: time, I'll open the door and go, ladies first. He's like, oh, age before beauty.
1: Things that are supposed to be rude, but you don't mean them, and the other person knows you don't mean it, is funny.
0: So the next problem that was introduced was they gave the boys a choice of movies. Now, the way this was done is they were called together, and they were both told, their options were Treasure Island or Kidnapped. And they loved those movies. They were, they were really popular at the time. And after some discussion, one of the boys in the Rattlers team said, Everybody that wants Treasure Island, raise your hands. And the, re- the majority of members in both, Sarah, you raising your hand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the majority of members in both groups gave enthusiastic approvals to Treasure Island, even though a few dissensions were expressed to this choice. Then the staff announced that securing the film would cost $15, and the camp could not pay the whole sum. After a bunch of discussion, both groups said they would pay $3.50 and the camp would pay the rest of the balance. So they accepted this, and at this point, a couple do It's not of
1: even home,
0: $10. Yeah, well, they 1954. Weren't. It's a whole different unit of money. So? So this was accepted, even though as a couple of homesick eagles had already gone home, the contribution per person per group was unequal, which means they knew they were at a disadvantage and still contributed more because they all had the common goal. So at supper that night, there were no objections to eating together, whereas before they were starting food fights when they were told to eat together. Some scuffling and sticking chewing gum on each other occurred between members of the two groups, but it involved fewer boys on both sides than were normally involved. Other goals introduced to this phase included uh, joint use of a tug-of-war rope and both groups of boys accidentally coming across a -a stuck-in-a-rut truck that was carrying food for both groups. So their food supply was cut off, and the boys had to work together to get it out.
1: Such a cute movie idea.
0: Lord of the Flies?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) Lord of the Flies is not a cute movie idea.
0: So... The events at this experiment mimic the kind of conflict that plagued people all over the world. The simplest explanation for this conflict is competition. Assign strangers to a group, throw the groups in a competition, stir the pot, and soon there's conflict. That's all there is to it.
1: You don't even have to stir the pot.
0: You just got to give them a goal where one group wins and the other group loses. <laughs> Not just... just one group wins, but the other group has to lose. And as soon as that, as soon as that distinction is made, there's going to be conflict. Just Depending
1: on like, how different the people are, you don't even have to have a competition. You just have to look weird.
0: That's still a competition. can't be. Who's going to be the coolest? Who's going to be the better looking?
1: Yeah, but no one's competing.
0: Who is more attractive? It's a competition.
1: But if one person's not competing, it's still going to be like a problem. doesn't matter.
0: I guess. You know what I mean? There's a lot of evidence that when people compete for scarce resources, like job, land, stuff like that, there's a rise in hostility between groups.
1: I mean, you're right. Like, this is, like, correct. But there's also people arguing every day over things that half of them don't care about. And the other half cares a lot.
0: I'm not sure why that occurs. This only handled one thing.
1: (laughs) My sister, Josie, she went, I don't really understand. Some people care about a lot of things. But I just don't really care. That's and then called then she maturity. walked away. It's called maturity. She's nine years old and skateboards every day.
0: She is also <laughs> one of the sweetest little dreamers I've ever met.
1: <laughs> Last night before we came over here, she put my cat in its crate because she thought it was gonna be by itself outside for too long. And I was like, Joe, you left my cat inside. In this little crate. And she was like, I thought he was gonna be by himself, Sarah. And I was like, I am sorry. I didn't mean to.
0: (laughs) So, there have been some criticisms on the Robber's Cave study. For example, the two groups of boys in the study were artificial, as was the competition, and didn't necessarily reflect reflect real life. For example, middle-class boys randomly assigned into two separate groups as not rival inner-city gangs or rival football supporters. Mm. But... The idea behind the vibe it is, is simply, the same.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> the idea behind it is simply that they were trying to meet the same goal initially, whereas only one of them could meet it. It's just like two people competing no, no, for no. a job.
1: No, the vibe is the same. Oh yeah. It was it was a good experiment. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but there was also absolutely no diversity.
1: Yeah, but it was the control.
0: Right. That, that's what I'm saying.
1: But if they had diversity, they, people would have been complaining that there was no control.
0: Right. Okay. So tell it this way. So in then 19- they would have had to do
1: two experiments. They separate. did.
0: So 1954 is the one we're discussing. And part of the criticism is that in 1953, just one year earlier in the summer... They did the same experiment and it failed with completely different results because the boys not only figured out that they were being manipulated, but figured out based on the actions of the researchers and the behaviors that there was probably another group and they were going to be pitted against each other. So when they met each other, they immediately banded together against the researchers to make the job for the researchers harder. I love that. (laughs) So it's not necessarily repeatable, but it's called the Robber's Cave Study.
1: I mean, the only thing I've gotten out of this is that I'm definitely capable of teaching middle school because that seemed like common sense to me.
0: Do you know why I did that particular study? Why? So yesterday I was watching Community with you. Yes. We were all sitting on my couch. (laughs) And uh, there was an episode where there was a debate and there was a guy in a wheelchair versus the team at the community college, Mm. Greendale Community College. And it was effectively is man inherently good or inherently evil? <laughs> and the reality is man is inherently self-serving.
1: Mm-hmm. And for
0: some reason that wasn't accounted for. <laughs> and the scene that got me was they're sitting there and it, it, it obviously it's a show, so they're not going to show every detail. So it stops giving their actual points where they talk, they say, this is why, and then they explain the subject. So it turned into racism, and then the guy's response was like, Mother Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just back and forth like that Till finally the guy in the wheelchair, <laughs> he, he he's arguing man is inherently good. And he juts his wheelchair at full throttle and then throws it in reverse and he flings his limp body <laughs> out, out of the wheelchair and, <laughs> and lands in one – Jeff – lands in Jeff's arms and Jeff is like – what? And the guy screams, he caught me even though he hates me. Man, this is inherently good. And then the girl runs up and kisses him. And he just drops this paraplegic the man on the ground. Does, like a
1: worm situation. <laughs> he, he like his chin goes. He doesn't
0: just drop. He flops. Like his
1: legs go above <laughs> his head. It was so funny.
0: And, and <laughs> Jeff turns and kisses the girl and just drops this paraplegic <laughs> man directly on his face. He then pops and his head the, up to just look at the crowd the looking dean, terrified. The
1: dean of the school is like. <gasps>
0: and the girl says, he wanted only to serve himself because he was attracted to a girl. Man is inherently evil. And they win. The woman screams, she was like Greendell like- wins, <laughs> Greendell <Dale> wins. <laughs> and that, that scene from a, a show that is just not inherently a good show.
1: It's, it's like <laughs> watching a car crash that's already been cleaned up.
0: But, like, between two Priuses, so you know nothing really bad is going to happen. It's just a little ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not even, I don't know. But it's the, show, the
1: worst, best show of all time.
0: It's a good, really bad show. hmm But that show is why I chose to do this experiment today.
1: The reason I love this show so much is because Troy and Abed are my favorite.
0: They are critical.
1: They are my favorite.
0: It's a little competition to see who was the better athlete. And then Abed let him win in the race. And he's like, oh, darn. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I know you let me win, man. Thank you.
1: (laughs) As the seasons progress, Troy becomes less high school jock. And more like the most lovable nerd you've ever seen in your life. And it just becomes like a very adorable friendship. Like they build pillow forts throughout the whole school together
0: i'm pretty sure i'm still in season one
1: you are you're not in the good bits yet
0: good (laughs) if what i'm watching is the good bits we're in trouble
1: no it's not
0: i'm watching the show solely because you asked me to
1: yeah it's really the first season is a lot at the first time
0: i started it's sort
1: of like a downhill battle that you don't care about and you wish you weren't a part of
0: so this weekend, my family and I took a small vacation. We went to Stone Mountain and took our camper and uh, came home a day early to avoid a storm because I'm neither confident nor competent to drive a camper, a 26-foot camper behind my F-150 Two hours through the rain when it was two hours in sunshine. So you know there's that. So we're talking four hours at thirty miles an hour in the rain. With me going, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap.
1: <laughs> Having to turn the music down so you can see better. That's right.
0: Now, on the way there, my truck yelling went, at
1: your kids to stop.
0: On the way there, doing my truck that was running doing. funny, so my nerves were all shot, and I was so tense that I have a bruise on my abdomen from my uh, abs being so tight. <sighs> I physically damaged myself. Does your with tummy my... hurt? Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs>
1: You just so, gained an ab. An ab? Mm-hmm.
0: While we were there, my son approached me in the camera, and he said, Daddy, ugh, how many abs are you supposed to have? I said, as many as God gave you. He said how many is seven? I said, (laughs) seven is seven. He said, well, I got seven on each side. How many is that? I said, 14. He said, I got 14 (laughs) abs." He's five years old. (laughs) He said, I got 14 (laughs) abs." on the same day, same day. We're we're in the truck and he's, he's experiencing some sort of allergy induced coughing fit. And he's like, "Uh," (laughs) and and then he goes, "Uh, how much longer until we're there? (laughs) And, And it was so funny. My poor little man was just trying to communicate, but he couldn't hardly breathe. So he just squeezed it in with the force that came with a cough. Oh, I hated it so much for him. <laughs>
1: but you found it so funny you've told me to. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the second time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: makes sense. Well, I haven't told them yet. Okay. So we went and had a great time, actually. We went to Stone Mountain and we we went to all these little shows and got to see a race car, went to a candy store and saw these fairies and, and a guy do a magic show. It was, it was very cool. The kids enjoyed it greatly. Um, and then we spent the next day at Six Flags and had a great time there, except for they were very, very tired because it was an incredibly long weekend. And now it's Tuesday and I'm home and getting ready to go to work tomorrow. Tuesday. But while we were at Stone Mountain, I guess, <laughs> I guess it would be Sunday night, we were watching The Laser Show. And if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend it, though it's not as it used to be. We went Sunday night and this is spring break and there was maybe a hundred people on the field. So nice. bizarre because it used to be seven, eight hundred people just crammed in like people's People's blankets touching other people's blankets. It was very grand.
1: Please do not touch my blanket with your blanket.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Please do not touch my feet with your feet. That's what I just heard.
1: Well, that too.
0: <laughs> it feels the same. Yeah. So we're watching that, and as it's, Jess had me go sit out two hours early. Why? And I, I just uh, because she was expecting the eight hundred people that used to be there, but now there's only a hundred people, and there was like seventy feet between me and the person to my left. It, it didn't matter. But we got there, and we were there two hours early, and we were sitting in our chairs, and I started watching the first episode of Disney Plus's Moon Knight.
1: I haven't started it. Started it.
0: It's bonkers. Episode two comes out tomorrow, April 6th. Um, You guys already know. You're listening a little behind, so it is what it is. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i'm proud of us for being ahead though
0: oh yeah i'm pretty excited i'm about glad
1: it. that we got here it's it was a bit stressful for a time
0: it was because there would be things that popped up and i wasn't able to get episodes posted but now the episode for this friday is already posted and it's just gonna go live friday morning at 1 a.m as it mm-hmm. always does now so i'm watching it it makes y- us
1: feel it makes me feel like we're official makes me feel like a big kid podcast.
0: (laughs) That, and we now have over $2 in our account from donations and our ad. Thank you. Which, by the way, sorry, I'm having to put the ad at the beginning of every episode. It is what it is. I'm sorry. It's only like 22 seconds or something like that. Just listen to it and keep going. I don't care. (laughs) Um I would definitely recommend Moon Knight. The first episode's a little rocky, but as you get towards the end, you're like, oh, this is going to be good. Because Disney, unlike Netflix, knows that what they're putting out is great. Whereas Netflix seems to be flipping a coin. Am I going to make a bullcrap movie or is it going to be the best movie you've seen all year?
1: Because yes. you never
0: know when it's a 50-50. <laughs> yeah. Anyways.
1: Did you see that they made Trivia Crack, an interactive experience on Netflix? No. It's super weird.
0: So now I have to go watch it. Yeah. Trivia Crack. You remember that? Years ago,
1: uh huh. Really? Game? Yeah. Okay. It's new though. They it's still Trivia Crack, but it's like a episode you can watch and then you interact with it. I don't know. Emma told me that she watched it with my mom.
0: You want to come over and we can do that.
1: <laughs> I'm here right now. Well, it's oh, only eight oh, thirty. Okay. My medicine bell hasn't even gone off yet. You still
0: have twenty three minutes. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yes, I have to have a timer for when I take my medicine or I'll forget.
0: I wasn't going to say anything. They've heard your alarm go off and me go, time for your medicine.
1: (laughs) No one thinks that's funnier than my family. No one.
0: (laughs) Do they call you out on it? Yes, every time. About how it's on the podcast?
1: No, about how it happens every day in real life. (laughs) Josie's like, it's time for your medicine, granny. Literally.
0: (laughs) Josie's a treasure. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Speaking of Josie, she desperately wants to be on the podcast.
0: I know. She wants to talk about skateboards. She d- she told me yesterday that she's been doing her research. So she cute. sat down next to me and said, Joe Pace, I have to do some research. <laughs> I said, okay, because I forgot that she said she wanted to be on the podcast. She said, what should I talk about skateboards? I said, I feel like you left a word out there somewhere. She goes, huh. And then she pretended to type something in the air with her one <laughs> finger and said, I want to talk about skateboards. What should I talk about about them? <laughs>
1: she I said, added one now. <laughs> she
0: did. I said, you go right ahead and pick your own subject and we'll let you talk for an hour. She said, oh, this is stressful and exciting and I'm excited and scared.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I told her that she could She's do She's what, it. nine? Yeah. That's incredible. I told her that you can't be on the podcast unless you're 10 years or older because Hattie wanted to do it with your daughter and I don't want it because they're a hot mess. It, it'll be too much. And you know that. I, w- I love them so much.
0: What we should do is start a second podcast that's just them having a conversation for 15 minutes. Wouldn't take me any time to edit a 15-minute conversation between 8-year-olds.
1: I know, but we could post them. But I don't want them on there for an hour. It'll be oh, too no. much.
0: No, I'm, I'm, yeah, 100%. Because
1: she doesn't want to do it by herself. She wants to do it with Lindley. They and are I love them. Why the dynamic duo. Very, <laughs> they are very funny. But it makes my brain so sleepy. They are
0: wild animals.
1: <laughs> like, definitely we should post it, like, two episodes a week One, you know, every once in a while. Just throw them in there because it's hilarious. But they make me stressed. And I don't want to. <laughs> so I made the rule that you have to be 10 years or older, which I don't really care. I just wanted her to stop asking me because I had, hadn't said anything.
0: <laughs> so now, now we got to wait for Josie's birthday. When's her birthday?
1: Um, May 1st. I figured that gives her enough time to forget and remember about three times.
0: (laughs) I think that'll do it. Thank you guys for listening. If you have suggestions, we already have some ideas, but we would love to hear from you what you want to hear about. Email us at braindeadpc21 at gmail.com. We will see your email. We will probably respond.
1: I do my best.
0: You can also follow us on TikTok at braindeadpc21. Because... For no reason whatsoever, I didn't start it with Braindead Podcast. It's Brain Dead PC21. Anyways, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, ladybugs and germs, you have a great evening. I've been Sarah.
1: I was Joe. And
0: that wasn't true. Bye. Bye. Just one more piece of information before we go, because it occurred to me just a moment ago. I read a study that said that when you put your hand to your own chest, the same part of your brain lights up as it does when you get a hug. So in times of great stress, it'll help you to put your hand on your own chest to calm yourself down. It's an incredibly useful psychological hack that you can hack your own behavior. I have a word I would like to tell you today. You see this word, I'm gonna say it for you. Mauerbauer Traurikite, (laughs) Mauerbauer Traurikite. It's a strange word. It's the inexplicable urge to push people away even your close friends, whose company you generally enjoy, as you don't feel like their time, affection, or love is worth spending on someone like you.
1: Well, that was sad. Due to the internal
0: feelings you have about your true self.
1: Why would you say that?
0: Ladies and gentlemen, you are worth the time that is spent on you. We love you, even if no one else does, but they do keep that in mind. And at the end of the day, God loves you. You were made for a reason. Never feel worthless. Mauerbauer Bauer is not a feeling you should feel. I didn't make it up, I promise. I believe you. (laughs) Again, have a lovely evening and take care of yourself. I've been Sarah. I was Joe. Bye for the second time.
1: Bye.